Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. And there was none. I'm coming on live to talk to you today about verbal abuse. So we've all heard sticks and stones, don't break my bones, but man, words can never hurt you. Huh? That's really a harsh one because they can hurt. They can cut right deeply to your soul. So I am Melinda. I'm coming to you live from Hope When There Was None. This is my page. If you haven't visited me before, and I talk about all things this month, about abuse. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and I did want to come on just to share my story, but also to raise awareness about different types of abuse. It's not just one. People associate just the physical, um, but there are so many facets to domestic violence. So I wanted to come on and talk about verbal abuse today. So if you've, I'm going to give you some coping skills and also some tips and just tell you what it looks like. So I have my cheat sheet here. Let me get onto that. So some symptoms of verbal abuse, okay, if you're wondering what exactly it is, if you're afraid to say anything, maybe you just have to watch your words, you can't be truthful, you can't be honest, and I know it sounds so weird, but I know I had to guard my my thoughts, my words, when I would talk with my abuser, there were things I couldn't be honest with, I couldn't be my true self, um, because he would think I was maybe making fun of him, that I was... Be- being smarter than he was, um, and I couldn't even joke or jest with him. So if you believe that your abuser, um, if you're afraid to say anything about your abuser or to your abuser, if you're depressed, if you have maybe anxious thoughts when you're talking with your abuser, and if you feel that when you are in the conversation, even just a general conversation, maybe they can't take jokes. It could be that they're dishing it out, but they can't take it. So if you feel really um, unhappy about going home or anxious when you're around this person, uh, maybe you feel that you're crazy. These are different things that you can add. And they just cover a lot of abuse, but this is one thing too. Now, if you all of a sudden your own voice is critical, your inner voice is critical or very um, demeaning to yourself, that could mean that somebody along your line is being abusive towards you. Now, you have to tell yourself, um, you know, just develop, excuse me, that you're well. Maybe you start feeling really ill all the time. This could be a sign, too. There's physical signs that our body is putting out there, and sometimes we can't see that. But, um, yeah, that this can be really, really just heartbreaking on yourself and you might just think oh Melinda it's just a verbal abuse he just says some words or she just says some words to me but no those words really really can cut to your soul so does your partner humiliate you does this person yell at you criticize you put you down and maybe in public they do these things as well and you're totally embarrassed do do your friends and family see this behavior do you just ignore the behavior and just keep on going or maybe even joke back. Oh, yeah, he's just joking or ha ha ha. And you feel it inside. You just feel really crumbly inside. I don't know the best word to say that. Um, maybe they don't value your opinion. They just ignore anything that you say, your accomplishments. Uh, they blame you for their abusive behavior. That happens. They see you as 
a sex object. They see you as just their property rather than who you are. Now, those are just a few things that they might be doing to belittle you. And uh, there are some coping skills, and I'll touch on that in a little bit. Now, let me get through some other information, too. Now, this is taken, and I can go on and on, I mean, because a lot of the stuff I already know, but I did take this from, and I'll go ahead and put the link on there after I'm done with this, but it's from the U.S. Department's Health on, uh, for Women's Health. That's where I had gotten this information. So let's get back into this. Name calling. So that's probably the easiest one that people associate with verbal abuse. Um, they go ahead and they call you those names. Again, this is done privately. This is done in public. A lot of times this is in private though. Um, but again, this can happen anytime. This isn't necessarily with your intimate partner. This can be between your mom, your dad, your grandma, your sister, your brother, your coworker. So this is not just limited to your intimate partner. Now, again, they are being uh, angry with you. They're name calling, making everything like your fault. If you wouldn't have done this, then I would be okay. If, you know, if you would have, who knows, if you would put gas in the car, I wouldn't be stuck now or whatever it is, they should have done it, but they make it all onto you. There's that condescending, they're sarcastic. They might use a sarcastic tone around you as well, but you are constantly the butt of the jokes. And it's just really makes you feel really bad inside us. Again, especially if it's in, done in public, it might just start in jest, but it just is really mean, really mean spirited. You know, they might say something like, um, right here, they give an example. No wonder you're always moaning about your weight. Look how clean your plate is. Um, you know, or how clumsy you are. There, there's just some jokes and it's not even funny. And again, they can dish it out, but they can't take it. Manipulation and you, it, it's all about control with this. It's all one of those things. It's all about control. They might do something to make it so um, that you almost have to share your love or show your love to them. If you, you must not really love me if you can't call this person for me when I asked you to or make these doctor's appointments. So, you know, if you really love me, you would do that. Um, they criticize you. Why are, you know, why you might have this beautiful dress on, but yet they're going to critique, oh, well, you'd look okay, except you have that muffin top, or maybe you should just button all the way up, you know, it shows your double chin, whatever it is, they're criticizing you. Perhaps you're handling a business and the business they are, you know, you've done a really good job getting the accounting done, but yet this person, coworker or boss will say, yeah, but you know, if you would have done this, it would have looked a lot better. So rather than giving you that praise, they are just criticizing constantly. Uh, demeaning comments, again, this is referring maybe to your race, your religion, and whatever your upbringing even and uh, this is made to feel once again really small and a lot of these if they happen once more than likely they're going to happen again and you need to find some kind of way to cope and I've got some tips on that so uh, there's threats and it could be even that you're a woman oh you know that's because you're a woman. That's why you're doing this. And women should be seen, not heard, that type of thing. Kind of like with kids. Some people say kids should be seen, not heard. Uh, threaten, threats. They're threatening you. And, um, even I remember at one point in time when he was very physical with me and uh, my ex would do something and he's like, oh, don't be such a baby. Don't cry about it. You know, he'd punch me or he'd push me or strangulation was one of his favorite things. I would actually get him excited. And so afterwards he'd be like, well, why are you being such a baby about it? You know, stop crying, stop your blubbering. And 
uh, just something like that. And it was, it made me feel bad because I'm, I'm like, okay, but you get into this mindset where everything's your fault and you really, you take it on when you've been beaten down so badly and, and literally and fi figuratively, um, you just, your self-worth is, is in the toilet. It really is. So you take that on yourself. So they'll blame you for things that uh, they should be taking responsibility for. Perhaps they've taken money from somebody and they'll blame it on you. Well, if you wouldn't have overspent, I wouldn't have to have took that money from mom and dad. Or, you know, you're the reason why we never seem to get ahead or why we can't have nice things. Um, maybe blaming, oh, the house looked nice, then maybe we'd have more company over or something like that. And this is all your fault. Look what you made me do. Uh, so accusations, they might accuse you of maybe dressing inappropriately, saying the wrong words. Uh, maybe you are, maybe they're blaming you. Someone's giving you some attention. Perhaps they're like, um, oh, you, you're flirting with them. Uh, you must be cheating on them. I would have people call me and, um, it, it, for some reason, it's I must like it, want everybody to like me better or they like you better than they like me. Those sort of things are things I know I heard personally. Um, let's see. So withholding. Now, they rather than settle an argument, and again, with these people, they don't, you don't have a healthy, you can't even argue healthy. You can't give your other viewpoint because it's their road, their way or their highway. You can't speak your mind because you're always on guard. They might not take your calls. They might just ignore you, ignore your point of views. They can ignore, uh, let's say you decide, hey, I want to go to this movie. And they're like, N they might just ignore you and go to a different movie instead, even though you've you've asked them to, to do this. Uh, you might end up apologizing <laughs> for not listening to them, even though this is supposed to be, you know, give and take. And it's usually just take, take, take. They might gaslight you. So you are feeling that you are gaslighting and covert abuse, very secretive. You might feel very isolated. You feel like you're going crazy. And even though, because they're just discounting you anyway, your emotions, your feelings, they're totally discounting you. And they might say, hey, you're just, why are you so sensitive? Why are you such a drama queen or king? And all of this seems to go round and round. It seems like no matter you're on this merry-go-round and you're just going around in circles all the time and it can be very frustrating and you're trying to to just live normal and this is unhealthy. This is just an unhealthy relationship. Trying to set boundaries is one way you can learn to help empower yourself against a lot of this. Um, and I... I when you're in the mix of these things, and this is, to me, this, a lot of these things, coping skills for abuse is a lot easier if you're not in maybe a physical abusive situation, or if you are in, if you haven't left that person yet, because it seems like to me, I had to learn how to cope and de-escalate the situations because I didn't want to make everything just explode. So you choose your words wisely. You choose your actions wisely when you're with this person. Even then I thought about it, I did do the gray rock method where you just, you know, very, you're not really answering the person. You're just trying to be very flippant without being condescending or seeming condescending. So I, I know I have a hard time sometimes thinking back if I would have used some of these methods 
I don't think they would have worked in my situation. Everything, again, is unique to your situation. What worked for me might not work for you. I know a lot of times I couldn't walk away. There is some suggestions to just walk away from a situation. I think you can probably do that if you're in a, like a coworker situation, friends, even friends, uh, brother or sister, you might not be able to do that. Of course, if it's your mom, your dad, grandparent, uh, your intimate partner, you might not be able just to walk away. They might follow you. So you might have the situation where this person follows you into that next room, or they might take offense of that and become physical. So you really have to use these tips for abuse, for coping skills, for all of them. Use your best judgment. You know what's right for you. Uh, you can try and avoid and evade a lot of these confrontations as best you can. Sometimes you can't and you're in that moment and uh, even though you're trying not to engage, even though you're trying to put these boundaries up or do the gray rock method or, you know, you're doing your best. So I just want to tell you, do whatever you can safely. Uh, remember, this person is an authority over you. You have control over your behaviors. You don't have control over them. And uh, even though you might want to help this person, hope, hoping their change you can't. You can't fix this person. They are who they are. Can they change? Yes, but they have to want to. It's uh, You can practice your own self-care and you can try and raise awareness or even give them information about the different types of abuse. But a lot of times if they're really a narcissist, gaslighter and so on, they are just going to be like, you are the one with the problem, not them. Okay. Um, and I know this is hard for people to swallow. It really is. But just be safe. Be safe about all this when you're going to avoid the confrontation or maybe you are going to just ignore the words, walk to another room. Uh, you might have to be assertive. But again, those are some tips that I found and I that kind of worries me because I know like, when I was in that situation, I couldn't be assertive because I would end up getting punched. Um, I, I know that. I know that wasn't safe for me to do. So there is some coping skills again. That's what they suggest. Walk away, uh, not answer, to put your boundaries up, to uh, do some assertiveness. Again, some of those I think you can use in some situations if it's a parent or a uh, co-worker. I'm just not sure about doing that when you are with this person. Engage each situation on, an, on a uh, basis, you know, just by the situation you're in. Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry if I'm getting a little muddled there, but you, you've got to just use your own, your own, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your own situation, case by case basis on how you want to proceed. And it's easy for me to say, just leave, but you know, you have to be ready to do that. Remember that whatever you're experiencing, if you have children, they're seeing that. And that is something that really hit home for me. I didn't want my kids to see, to grow up like this, to repeat those patterns. And you might say, well, just, you know, end that cycle. And I hate to say that because it's not that easy. And it's actually the other person, you know, we blame a lot of times there's victim shaming Well, she stayed so long. Well, why don't we educate these men or these, these abusers? Cause it's not just men not to treat people this way and, uh, you know, not to be so rude. How do you want to be treated? And this is what I try. You know, I get this all the time. How do you want to be treated? I treat people how I want to be treated. I'm not going to get into politics. Um, my mama told me there's things you don't talk about. Politics, religion, 
abortion, woman's age. You don't talk about those things. My grandma told me that too. Um, and you can see it now with politics. There's people that are getting downright mean. There's all this cursing online and just disrespect. I might not like the president, whoever, I don't mean to get off tangent. I might not like who that person is, but I respect the position. I might not like any of them, any of the politicians that are running right now. But again, I respect the position. Do I want their job? Mm -mm. And if you can do it better then fine, you go run. But I don't want that position. So, and I kind of think about this when I hear these people on my friend lists or even their friends of friends, when I see what they're saying, it's like, wow, do you kiss your mama with that mouth? <laughs> Like, wow, I don't want my children to say those words. But yet a lot of these adults are saying some rather nasty words. And they're just, it's so common nonchalant about it. I remember growing up in the 70s and 80s, you didn't just throw the F-bomb around so flippantly in the store or anything like that. Where's our manners? I'm getting off tangent. But verbal abuse, it reminds me because I hear this in the stores. I hear how parents talk to their other their kids. I hear how people are talking to one another. And it just breaks my heart. It really does. And it's not even just because I'm a Christian. It's just, wow, where is our humanity for one love for one another? Yes, we might have these differences of opinion, but why do we all have to be, so many of us have to be scared to be our, our, our true selves? And it just, it's heartbreaking. Anyway, I'm getting a little off tangent. I, I hope this helps you. Just unhealthy relationships, it just between you, anybody out there right now, how do you want to be treated? How do you want to be respected? And that's how I treat people. And I'm hoping you do the same. If not, really take a hard look at your life uh, and your relationships with other people. Am I perfect? No, I'm not perfect. I'm not. And I hope I'm not coming off like I'm trying to be that way. Um, but again, I just want to... I want to get out the glitter and sprinkle peace and love everywhere. It, it, it's just, I know that's not true. And, but um, I'm just coming to you with a heart of love and peace that I hope that you find that in your life. If you need help to get out of a situation, I'm going to refer you to a near shelter. If you don't know where that is, that's fine. You don't have to stay, but sometimes talking to somebody that's not me, that's not your sister, that's not your your best friend down the road. Sometimes it helps another party that is totally disassociated with your situation. It helps to talk to them and they could talk to you. Now, what they might say, you might not like. What I might be saying, you might not like to hear because sometimes when you're in that situation, even though it's an abusive situation, you're still on this, this uh, fight or flight mode. You're still in this sometimes defensive stance. And I can remember being that way too, um, defending my abuser, even though I knew it was wrong. So you might not hear what you want to. And even for healing, you might have left your abuser, let's say five years ago, but you might still be stuck in where you're at. You really need to talk to somebody that can help you, therapist, counselor, somebody that can give you some guidance, an attorney if you need help in legal matters, but you aren't alone. There are people out there to help you. Message me privately. I'm happy to help you find that. We won't talk about politics, abortion, or religion. <laughs> Sorry. But um, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I'm, again, I'm just coming, all of this is coming out of a place of love and um, genuine love for you, whoever you are watching this, whether you're pink, purple, gay, straight, um, aren't a cubby. 
Have a great rest of your day. Thank you again for watching and joining me. I appreciate that. And if you uh, have any tips or suggestions, by all means, drop them in the comments section. If you're watching this in the replay, do a hashtag fire emoji. I'd appreciate it. And let me know where you're from. I'd love to know that maybe these things that I've been, topics I've been coming to you this month in October have been helping. Um, I, I'd love to hear some feedback if you've gleaned anything. Or again, if you have any topics I can talk about or tips I can put on here, you can do that privately if you're really shy about um, throwing a comment down. That's fine. Message me privately. It's stay secret. I'm not telling who's sending me what. But uh, that's about it. I've taken up enough of your time. Thank you for staying with me. This is Melinda signing off. Bye. Stay safe.